welcome to another episode of Chilling with Craning. This is your host, uh, Jack, Jack Smith Craning. Um, what I'm on is I'm on the topic of um, loving yourself. You know, a lot of people used to put me down and they used to tell me, you know, that I would never amount to anything. And most of those people were teachers. Um, most of those people were teachers and they were telling me that, you know, they were telling me that I was going to never amount to anything and I was never going to be worth it and I was never going to be anything. But you want to know something? I didn't just, you know, grow up and start taking a lot of pills and feeling down about myself when I was single, you know, and fucking being down on myself and trying to kill myself. I rose above that shit. I rose above that shit because I realized that underneath all of this, there is actually somebody who's worth a damn, you know? I mean, there are other people out there that tell me, hey, Jack, you're one of the funniest guys in the world. Jack, you're one of the sweetest people in the world. You you always would basically give, you know, would give the shirt off your back for somebody because you knew that they were in need. And the thing is, is that, you know, I never, I never did anything to be the way that I am. I just am the way that I am. It's kind of like that Eminem song. I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, then why would I say I am? In the paper, the news, every day I am. Oh my God, it's just the way I am. Well, yeah. The thing is, is that Jack Craning, you know, Jack Craning, Camel Claws, you know, Jack Jacksimus Craning, you know, the reason why I, you know, started writing my name with J-A-K instead of taking the C out is because when you pronounce it, it's actually Jack. J-A-K. There's no, there's, I mean, the C is silent. Yeah, I understand that the C is silent, but you know what? It looks better. It just looks like a really kick-ass name when you just do J-A-K. You make that K look really kick-ass and really strong and, you know, masculine and, and, uh, and everything. And, and you go from there and, you know, and, then, then when you, then when you finally get, when you finally get to where you want to get to, and you do what you want to do, you know, you feel better about yourself. See, now, I know that, like, what I'm about to say is going to sound, is going to sound pretty wrong, but the thing is, is that, you know, this is my open podcast, and this is my open thing, and I'm open about a lot of things. You know, so here's my big, here's my big ticket item thing, okay? You know how we've lost a couple of actors, we've lost a couple of singers, and we've lost a lot of people to depression. I mean, you can't, you can't wage down what depression is. Nobody can ever figure it out. You can either be bipolar, you can be this depression, you can have this depression, you can have this kind of depression. There's all kinds of freaking depression in this world and there's so much of it and you can't ever fucking battle it you can't beat it you can't beat this depression you know some people want to put a gun in their mouth and blow their fucking head away some people want to go to a you know pop a lot of pills and you know and they start out perfectly fine but then they go and pop all these pills and the next thing you know they're dead I mean 
if somebody was ever, you know, it's it's not that somebody needed to be there for them. It's that they needed to have willpower in themselves. They needed to have self-motivation in them, you know, for themselves to love themselves. Now, people come up to me and tell me, oh, Jack, you're, you know, you're funny. You're one of the most greatest guys in the world to make people laugh. You're never going to be alone. And what that means in my mind is, is that I'm always going to have a fan base. I'm always going to have friends. I'm always going to have people who love me. And I'm always going to have people who hate me. Because there are people who are going to hate me. There are people who are going to love me. There are people who are even going to loathe me. You know? You know, they're going to loathe you. They're going to fucking... They're going to think that you're like, you know, some guy who, you know, is a jack wagon for being the way that he is. Well, the thing is, is that I don't do it because I want to piss people off. I do it because I am who I am. You know... I've had people tell me that, you know, I'm not good enough for this position because because I don't have the skills for it. But the job sounds so easy, the job sounds so easy that if they would give somebody a chance and just see what they're made of instead of fucking shutting the door on them right away, you know, they'd probably learn something from that person. And I think that's what Reem Kenworth did with me. I think Reem Kenworth gave me a chance and now they've hired me on and I've surprised the hell out of them. Or maybe I've pissed them off. Or maybe something is, you know, something is is different in their mindset. I don't really know. I just go to work every day, do my job, and if they tell me to do something, I do it. Just like how everybody lives their lives. That's how we live our lives. We live our lives every day by day by day by day. Okay? You know? If you want to be freaking meet the parents or meet the fuckers, that's exactly what I just said. But we live our lives every day like, you know, we have a routine. Some people get up at 5.30 in the morning. Some people get up at 4.30 in the morning. Some people go to bed and they sleep like a rock in a cot. And they wake up and they do what they say they're going to do. They say they're going to set out. Some people are going to make the world great again. And some people are going to sit there and bash the guy because they don't like him. But the thing is, is that the world we live in, the world we live in has people and innovators who are out there every day who innovate themselves and who do what they're supposed to do because that is their God-given reason. That is their God-given right. That is their God-given choice. If people want to choose to buy an AR-15 and go out and hunt animals with it, let them. If people want to love Donald Trump, let them. You can't stop everybody in this earth. You can't stop 7.7 million people, you know, or 7.7 billion people. You can't stop 7.7 billion people in this world from doing what they want to do. You can police them. You can police them. You can give them a set of rules, a set of declarations, a set of commandments for them to follow. And if if they want to follow them, they can follow them. It's their choice. 
If they want to do bad things, they get arrested for it. If they want to do drugs and kill themselves, that's the final end game. I don't think of myself as the Almighty. No, I don't. I don't think of myself as the man upstairs. Because he is an all-powerful person. If you believe in him, you can believe in three different versions of him according to what life throws at you. Some people say Odin is the man. Some people say Jesus Christ is the man. Some people say God is the man. Well, and some people believe that it's a woman. And you want to know something? That's perfectly quite all right. We weren't around at the time when it happened. We weren't there when they wrote the book. We weren't there when the book of Eli was made or when the book of, you know, the good book was actually made. But we weren't there. No. We weren't there yet. We weren't probably created yet. We read it in books that were laid down before us, is what we did. We read it, we read it, and you know, we we chose to read it, we chose to follow the path, and we chose to go that way. That is the path of righteousness. Is every day when you get up, you choose to do what you want to do. You know? People choose what they want to do. Do they want to spend all their money? Like last night, I was at the gas station. The lady in front of me, with her husband, was spending about $400. $400 on lottery tickets. And I had to sit there and wait for her to go through all of the, all of the lottery tickets that she bought because she bought $400 worth. She scratched off about, you know, everything that she freaking bought. She scratched off everything. And then she was paying for all of her stuff that she had from the, from the gas station, even the gas in her vehicle, with the money that she won playing lottery. Now, if that's not stupid, I don't know what is. Because I think that if you're going to play the lottery, the money that you win from the lottery is a gift. Is a is a gift. Is a is a yeah, is a gift. It's a it's a gift. And you should do with with that money you want to. Like if you want to keep spending it on something else, that's your choice. Or if you want to buy more lottery tickets, that's your choice as well. But the thing is, is that, you know, the thing is, is that you need to understand that you can buy more lottery tickets if you want to. You can, you know, you can spend that money on your family. But I mean, who has $400 lying around to spend on lottery tickets? I mean, you must have, you know, you must have come into some money somehow or something but I don't, I, I don't understand that. That's, that's one thing that I will never understand. I mean, yeah, I play the lottery, and when I play the lottery, I sit there and I say to myself, God, it'd be so nice to win a million dollars just to see what it's like, or you know, just to hit the jackpot to see what it's like. Because on a scratcher, a scratcher sometimes you get five hundred, you get a thousand, you get ten thousand dollars. I mean, just hitting the jackpot would be really nice. Or even getting $450,000 a year for a salary would be really nice just to see what it's like. But, you know, 
when are we ever going to have the presidency's money? I don't think that's ever going to happen. You know, I don't think anybody's ever going to make that kind of money unless they win the lottery. But the thing is, is that after you win the lottery, you get taxed all the time. You get taxed all the time. You get stuff happening to you. And it's not the greatest thing in the world. The greatest thing in the world is life. Yes, I think so anyway. I think the I think life is what you make of it. Every morning when you get up, if you go to do your routine and you're alive, then right there, that's the most beautiful start of the day. That's what I think you need to do is just get up, be happy to be alive, and continue to keep on going. Because the only thing that can get better is just continue to keep on living. Now, I've had people sit there and tell me, I've had people sit there and tell me, Jack, you know, some days you got to come into work and you got to do other things that you don't want to do. And sometimes you're just really pissy about it. You're mad. And you go to places and these people go, oh, why are you mad all the time? And the thing is, is that they don't know the whole story behind you. They don't know why you're mad. And you tell them, hey, I'm not mad. You know, I'm not mad at all. I just am feeling a little, you know, a little mad about something that happened earlier, but I'm actually getting over it now because I have to put on a face and I have to be the face of my company because that's what people care about is is me. They don't care about my problems. They don't care about the actual physical me of my problems. They just want me to come into work and be happy all the time. And that's what I am. I'm happy. And the one thing about the one thing about me is that you know if I'm not happy then there's something wrong. But uh, I just sit there and I try to be myself because that's what I try to be. And you know kind of ballparking it here a little bit because I'm kind of thinking about something. But see, when I wake up in the morning, when I wake up in the morning, I think to myself, you know, okay, I'm alive. You know, I've been blessed with the day to be awake and keep going. Now, does that make me a person who goes to church all the time? No. I, you know, if you choose to go to church, I mean, I don't think that makes you a bad person. Going to church doesn't make you a bad person. Believing in God doesn't make you a bad person. I mean, you can believe in anything you want to believe in. You can do what you want to believe. Or you can do whatever you want to do. Just as long as it makes you feel better than you did 20 minutes down the road. Or just as it makes you feel better about being who you are. Like it is with me when I play Camel Claws in, the, in December. I've played played Camel Claws now for six years. Yes, I'm giving away my secrets. Because I want to be truthful and honest. I play Camel Claws. I've been doing it for the last six years. And I dye my hair and everything else. And I love it. I love the joy of... I love the joy of watching kids smile and see that there is somebody who does this. Who takes the time out for them who takes the time out for the joy and love of Christmas. Am I Buddy Elf? No, I'm not Buddy Elf. I love Christmas because Christmas is the one holiday that has everything rolled into one. It has Easter because you get candy. It has Halloween because you get candy. 
get to dress up because you dress up as camel claws. I mean, you have, you know, Valentine's Day because you love your family, you love your friends, you love your wife, you love your girlfriend, you love your next of kin. It's got, thir it's got Thanksgiving in it because the thing is, is you eat a lot of food. Yeah, you can eat a ham, you can eat a turkey, you can even eat chicken, you can have pizza. Yeah, you can have pizza on Thanksgiving. Or, I mean, you can have pizza on Christmas. Yeah, the Ninja Turtles did. I mean, the thing is, is that we, the people of this world, can do whatever we want to do as long as we follow the rules that are laid out in front of us. If we, you know, obey them, we'll continue to keep on going strong. We'll continue to keep on living our normal lifestyle, our life cycle that we are. You know, it's not the circle of life. Well, maybe it is. I've never really quite... I never really quite understood the circle of life. But then, you know what? I'm still living the circle of life. I'm only halfway probably in the circle of life because I'm 40. Which, you know, 40 to some people is the next 80 or, you know, or... Or is like another lifestyle. I'm one of those, I'm one of those like rounded off years, okay? I'm just like the Dukes of Hazard. 40 year anniversary, buddy. That's what I am. The thing is, is that you know, I'm 40 years. This is my anniversary. But this is those, this is those years, those, those, um, those, you know, those 10 years. Every time you get to a 10 year in your life, the 10s, the, the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, every time you get to those, you feel a lot better about yourself. You feel like, hey, I'm 40 years of age. I'm badass. You know, you, you feel better about yourself. You feel like you can take on the world, you know? But the thing is, is you can't really take on the world because you're not, <laughs> You're just your everyday guy, and then you sink back down in your own little world, but you feel better about yourself because you know for a fact that you've done something positive throughout your life to make somebody happy because someone's told you out of the time, that out of the 10 years that I've known you, or out of the 15 years that I've known you, when you've known a friend, when you've known a friend for over five to 10 years, or when you've known a friend for over 10 years, you know that person like they're your next to kin. Some of the people that are friends with me, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I would call them my family members because goddamn it, we're all crazy, we're all messed up, we're all nuts, but we love each other at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, I went back into a restaurant in Sock Center, which is called the American Tap House and Eatery, or American Tap and Eatery. It's owned by my friend Anthony Jensen. Anthony Jensen is a great guy. You know, I mean, I, I've i done things, you know, I've done things where I've gone to bars and he was working as a DJ. And you know what? He's played some great music. Also, I've won karaoke contests to go to WeFest. But I had a chance to go farther, but the guy didn't want to help me do it. You know, he wanted me to go out and get my own records and, you know, do my own karaoke thing, 
But you want to know something? I didn't really care. I gave, you know what? I said, you know what? Fuck it. I went to Wee Fest. I had fun. Everything else was all water under the bridge. And you know what? I still respect Tony this to this day. You know? I mean, he runs his own business and he's got great food. But, you know, I don't know what's going on with American Tappan Eatery. I'm not, I don't know the behind the story. But the guy who runs it is perfectly fine. And Tony's a good guy. So, you know, I'm going to continue to respect Tony. And I ran into, like, Heather Kruger. I ran into Kathleen, you know, who's... Kathleen is now dating, you know, my friend Kevin Roman. And Kevin Roman and I, we haven't really talked for a long time since his dad passed. I've been really just kind of busy. We've all been busy. So we haven't been able to... We haven't been able to really hang out. But Kathleen said, hey, why don't we hang out sometime? I'm like, cool with that, you know? And yes, you know, and, and you know I'm married. People know that I'm married. I'm married to an English woman. And I'm married to an English woman. I love her more than anything in the world. She is the best damn thing in my life. She's made me happy. We do have some, you know, falling out, but that's what our marriage and a couple have. They have their fights. They have their problems. But you want to know something? If your love is strong for a person, you'll get through that person, and you'll get through that problem, and you'll be fine. You'll be on your feet again with no freaking problem at all. You'll have no freaking problem at all. You'll be fine. There is nobody who's ever going to tell you that you shouldn't be with somebody. It's your choice to be with somebody. You need to be with that person. You need to find that somebody. You need to find that person, hold on to that person, love that person, and respect that person until they are dead in the ground. Then, that's when you start looking for somebody else or you start feeling down about yourself but then you got to realize to yourself if you were with that person still if you were with that person still you would do anything that that person wanted you would make yourself feel better and make yourself feel happy because that person would want you to do that they would want you to feel happy they would want you to be respected they would want you to continue living and dumb son of a bitch. Well, why are you guys going so fucking fast? I've never seen anybody use an exit lane like that. Shit. Anyway. But I'm, but the one thing is, is that people would want you to, people would want you to, you know, to live your life and continue to keep on going, even if they're dead in the ground. Because you're still alive. You're still doing your thing. So you need to realize to yourself <clears throat> that you need to be happy. And that's what you got to do. So you got to be happy. But anyway, I mean, but see, I went into American Tavern Eatery and, and, you know, my wife, she, you know, she has this, she has this thing about her that, you know, she... She worries about me because she thinks I'm going to get walked on. 
and she thinks that people are going to take advantage of me. Well, I think that's because she's protective of me because she loves me so much and she doesn't want anything to happen to me. And I tell her every day, look, honey, don't worry. I got this. Everything is fine. You know, when it comes to entertaining and comes to being around people, that's what I want to do. So my thing is, is that I'm happy when I entertain or happy when I'm around people. So yeah, I go to American Tapperidery and I run into old people, old friends. You know, people that I thought hated me and I thought that they didn't want to be around me, but they were still friends with me on Facebook or we had some kind of problem or falling out. But the thing is, is that I took it like a champ. I just continued to live my life because as long as I'm awake every morning and I'm breathing, then I'm just going to keep on freaking living my life. That's what I'm going to end up doing. So, I mean, you got to understand there's people need to look forward in life to things other than other than always feeling the downplay. Ah, good thing there's bottles of water in here. Woo! Talking like this can kill you. Anyway, so, so the thing is, is that anytime I run into one of my old friends or anything like that, everybody gets, my wife gets that feeling inside where she feels like somebody's going to take advantage of me. And the thing is, is because my wife is looking out for me because she doesn't want to see me get hurt. And I don't want to see myself get hurt. But, you know, I wish that my friends would not take advantage of me. I wish they would just be my friends and just be happy with me. Because, see, like, Ryan Elfring and I, I want tickets to Wee Fest. And this is, you know, this is from, from Anthony Jensen to Ryan Elfring. Now, I want tickets to Wee Fest. And I had three-day passes. Now, Ryan Elfring, when he went to Wee Fest, all he fucking really did is got himself drunk and fucked bitches all day in the fucking parking lot. And, you know, and, and seemed like he was always trying to get in some girl's pants. He wasn't interested in the music or interested in the in the whole thing about being at Wee Fest. I was interested in meeting Toby Keith. I was interested in the music. But that's because of the age difference because of him and I. I mean, he's still young, dumb, and full of cum. But, I mean, I'm getting old and I'm, you know, trying to settle down and trying to be myself. And I didn't have Joe at the time. We were talking, you know. We were talking, we were friends, we were Skyping and everything else. But we didn't really have a set relationship. And the one thing about it is, is that, you know, I sat there and I sat there and could not believe that a woman, you know, living all the way in the UK, you know, I didn't really think that, I didn't think at first that Joe and I were going to work. And I'm, I'm telling you guys this because I'm getting this off my chest. This is my freaking podcast. This is my diary. This is my life. Okay. 
So I didn't think that Joe and I were gonna work because she was so far away and she was so far away and she was and she was somebody that I fell in love with when I first saw her. When I first saw her, I was like, damn, she is the one. You know? She is the one that basically makes me just, you know, like a pirate. Hard. And, you know, she did it for me. And that is so hard to find in a woman. But you do find it. And according to the movie Twilight, when Jacob imprinted on Renezme, I, re I imprinted on Joe. I found somebody that I wanted to be with for the rest of my life. You know? Because the thing is, is that she means the world to me. I mean, yeah, she means the world to me. But there are people that used to do, th there are things that I used to do before I met Joe. Yes, I was a pornaholic. Tell my friends, tell the people who really know me, like the Jacob Hopes and the Jordan, and, and the Jordan Kunzlers and the TJ Whites and the freaking Matt Ginnabaz and all those guys. They know that I'm a pornaholic. Dustin Van Camp, rest in peace, buddy. But you know damn well that I was a pornaholic. You know damn well that I was into porn. You got me into porn. You made my computer better so that I could get more porn on my computer. You know? But the thing, the thing about it is, is that, you know, I just want to be myself. You know, I mean, I went and did a lot of things that I wasn't really happy about. I did a lot of things that I wasn't, that I wasn't, you know, about. But ever since I met Joe, my life has taken off. My life has changed. I mean, I'm staying at a job. I mean, I'm staying at a job. I'm trying to provide for kids that aren't really mine, but I'm trying to be their dad because the assholes before me, they left. They left. They left Joe on the side of the curb. They left her with nothing. So, you know, I'm, and, and she was a strong single mother. Oh my God, she did everything for those kids. You know, she did everything that she could do in England. And I fell in love with that because she was an independent, strong-ass freaking woman that doesn't take shit from anybody. I mean, goddammit, she punched a guy in a bar for grabbing her ass. And then she headbutted the fuck out of him. She beat his ass because he touched her. And, you know, it was his choice to grab her ass and it was her choice to knock him the fuck out. And she did it. <coughs> Joe is the kind of woman that when she's on tap and she doesn't worry about herself, she is a woman not to fuck with. I will tell you that right now. Because she will headbutt you, she will cut your head off, and she will kill you. But she's also a lovable, fucking, wolf kind of like woman that can lead the pack and she can fucking take care of her kids at the same goddamn time doing it. So the thing is, is that if you want to tell me that Joe's the worst thing for me, uh-uh. I'm going to tell you right now, Joe's the best goddamn thing for me. I may be, I may have been the lone bear when all my friends left. 
but this bear has a what has a wolf for a wife and I'll tell you the thing is is yes I may be the apex predator in my world in the bear world but I'll tell you she's the she's the beta she's the fucking you know she's the alpha in her world and I'll tell you that right now because I know she can kick somebody's ass if she really and truly wanted to she could kick someone's ass because she's not afraid she's not afraid she's got some fucking power she can stand up for herself so my friend Ryan Elfring I mean he seemed like he really wanted to go to the go to Wee Fest he was so you know hell bent about it but the one thing about it is is that he seemed like all he wanted to do was you know be around the girls and the atmosphere and everything else you know and and that's okay and there's nothing wrong with that no there's nothing wrong with wanting to be you know the big guy on campus or the big guy at we fest but you know you need to go there for the music and that's what i did i went there for the music I went there for the love. I went there for everything. Okay? So, so here is, here is this big, this, this thing that I'm trying to get at. If you want your friends to always be in your life, always give them something or have them have something to remember you by because you know what? You're always going to be their friend if you treat them with respect. Now, if they walk all over you and you tell them, hey, stop walking all over me, goddammit. I'm your friend because I'm here to help you because I know that when times are tough and everything's rough, you need somebody to have your back. And that's what I'm going to do. So don't stab me in mine. Love me. Be my friend. Understand that I'm here for you. And if I can't be, I'll try like hell to be there. But now that I have a family, now that I have a family, my family comes first. You know, my family is my pack. You know, that's what it is. They're my pack rats. They're my animals. They're my love. They're my respect. But the thing is, is that I'm not going to hate them. I'm not going to hate them. I'm not going to hate you. But if you say something bad about the wife, you say something bad about my daughter, you say something bad about Louie, I'll beat your ass. Or he'll beat your ass. Because he's not afraid to kick your ass. He'll fucking kick your ass. So, like, I mean, you know, there are so many things in this world that are just so many distinguishing factors. But, see, I love anybody who's ever been in contact with me, who's ever been my friends. I have respect for them. But yeah, you do something bad to me, I'll tell you about it. But I'll still respect you at the end of the day. Because you're like family. You can't always get along with your siblings. You can't. You can't always get along with your siblings. But you want to know something? You can. You can cope with them. I love everybody in my family. Craning, Hanson, Trap, anybody. I mean, you're all a part of my family. You're a part of my life. You're a part of craning. You're a part of chilling with craning. 
You're a part of Camo Claws. You're a part of Tracks Revolution. You have it because you know that Jack Craning is who he is. And if you don't understand the real Jack Craning, then hey, I'm sorry. But, you know, if you want to see what's next to come in these next years, just keep listening to this station. Just keep listening to Chilling with Craning. Just keep listening to everything that you see, everything that you hear. And you will understand who this guy is. You know? Yeah, I may be some jack wagon who sits in front of a camera on, on Facebook and says, Hi, this is Chilling with Craning. But you want to know something? I want to entertain people. That's what I want to do. That's my job. That's what makes me feel good about myself. I would love to get paid for it. Oh, I would love to get paid for it. But I would also love to have guests on my show. I would love to be the next Jimmy Fallon, the next Stephen, you know, the next Stephen Colbert, the next, you know, um, the next, you know, um, Johnny Carson, you know? I would actually like to be the next, you know who I'd like to be? The next Jay Leno. Because Jay Leno's got a pair of balls. That guy is awesome. Leno is one of the best people in the entire world. <clears throat> Give me an all-around TV show where I can talk about cars, women, music, movies, entertainment, Ryan Reynolds, fucking anybody. And I will freaking love to talk to him. Love to sit there and be like, remember that time that you were on a TV show? And you were like talking, and then you were like, remember? You know, because Chris Farley, Chris Farley, God bless him, rest in peace. I loved him when he was at his prime and he was being himself. That is who I am. I will be myself. And if you don't love this man, then don't listen to him. Because I'm Jack Craning, and goddammit, I'm proud of being who I am. So you want to know something? This episode of Chilling with Craning is called I'm Jack Craning, Hear Me Roar. Because goddammit, Katy Perry, your song about your eye of the tiger, <laughs> that was done by a band called Survivor a long time ago. I am actually bringing out the, the beast mode in me, and I'm going to tell you right now that Jacksimus the bear, the berserker, the rebel, the viking, the camo claws, the crazy, the nutsoid redneck who doesn't give a shit, who parked with Tracks Revolution, who loves everything about cars, loves titties, loves ass, loves beer, loves bitches, loves smoking, loves having fun, loves being around, loves everybody. That is who I am. And if you don't love that, then you gotta find, you gotta go turn on another channel. But I will tell you right now, I am who I am. And everybody that I have talked about on this show today, everybody who I've said something about in the past, if I've talked to you on live, chilling with craning and everything like that, you know, I will tell you that I love you guys. You are a part of my life. You're in my eye. You're in my brain Rolodex. Yeah, you're in my brain Rolodex because I'll tell you right now, there is a lot of things about people that are in my mind. You know, I may have a Facebook page. 
and I may have a lot of followers and friends. But the thing is, is that I love everybody. People might have called my cell phone, and I didn't answer their call, but I got back to them. You know, if you have a legitimate reason to talk to me, I'll get back to you. And from December 1st to December 26th, if you guys know me, I'm playing camo claws. So that's what I'm doing. So the reason why I have so many Facebook pages, by the way, is I'm going to tell you the reason why I have so many Facebook pages. You want to know why? Because Mark Zuckerberg won't let me have just one. He cuts all my fucking media off of one page, and then he cuts all my other stuff off of different pages. So I went out and gave myself five or gave myself four pages. I have my comics. I have Tracks Revolution. I have Camo Claws, and I have my Jack Craning page. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that's who I am. And that's who I care about. You know? I love my fans. I love my friends. I love everybody who loves me. If you have a problem with Jack, please please talk to me about it. Don't just say some bullshit behind my back. Come to the source. Come to the source and say it to my face. Don't send an email and say, oh, well, you don't have enough experience. Would you please call me and ask me why you didn't hire me? Because I like a face-to-face interview. I like a good handshake and a hard on. You know what I'm saying? Which that means is, basically, I like a good handshake, good, strong, firm handshake, a grip, and maybe a heart-to-heart, a hard-on. Basically, a heart-to-heart, where two people sit there and have a conversation face-to-face. Because that's what it is, people. Talking through a damn box. Talking through a phone. Right now, the only reason why I'm talking to this thing is because right now, this is my audience. But if I'm on Facebook and I'm going live, I'm talking to the physical you because I know you're out there watching. You always turn live on. You do? You turn live on. Yes, you do. I know you watch me. I see the little eye up in the corner and it only tells me that I can have five watchers because I'm not one of those big Facebook guys that can have over 100 people because I do videos all the time. No, I am Jack Craning. And if Mark Zuckerberg wants me to be an entertainer, and you know what? He wants to, I'm going to be the way that I am. Because I am using my rights, my freedom of speech. Yeah, I'm doing what I can do to talk to my great fans, my friends, and my family. Because I love them. You know? Jesus Christ. Why the hell are you going so fucking slow? (sighs) Holy shit, dude. Like, this person seriously is going like, you know, this is one of those things. These people go 60 miles an hour. Why is my foot not hitting the accelerator pedal on these things? Ow, shit. 
ow, 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 my toes went numb. I'm sorry guys. Ow! That's not a that's not a technical difficulty. That's just a pain in my fucking leg. Ow! Shit! Anyway. But no, I am not holding on to the phone. The the phone's actually laying in the passenger seat and I'm talking. I'm able to continuously drive though. But the thing is, is that yeah, the phone's in the passenger seat, and I'm able to drive and you know focus. You know, because I, I can continue. I can continue focusing on things even when I'm not focusing. Um, but anyway, so here's the big thing. Okay, <clears throat> what is going on in my life is this: all of the people that I have ever mentioned in, in any of my live videos or anything like that, I love all you guys. So here we're going to go back here. We're going to roll back a little bit. We're going to go back a little bit. So, you know, I was talking about things that happened in my life. But see, I still respect, I still respect my friends, even if I thought they had a problem with me. Because I came straight out and I said, hey, did you guys have a problem with me? Did I do something wrong? And no, they looked me in the face and they told me, they said, dude, we don't have a problem with you. We think you're actually kind of cool. And I said to myself, I was like, you know what? Maybe, just maybe, there is absolutely something going on here that is absolutely right. And, you know, I, uh, and I, and I said to myself, you know, I'm going to continue to be friends with people because I'm going to go up to people and find out why they have a problem with me and why they have something going on with me. Um, but the thing about it is, is that, you know, I'm not looking for a fight. I'm looking for a friendship. I'm looking for somebody that I can always be friends with. That's why I love people all the time is because I think people are great. I really think that there's a lot of good in people. You just gotta find it. I mean, um, I haven't talked to this guy for a long time. His name is Justin Honkin. Um, he's a friend of mine that, you know, him and Aaron, him and his wife, they've, you know, or him and his wife, or him and his ex-wife, I don't know what happened. I, I left it at that. Um, and their friendship, I don't know if they got a divorce or if, they, if they're still together. I hope they're still together. And I hope they're raising Ava, and I hope they're having a great life, and they're and they're continuously being a great family. But I love them, and I met this guy because he was in a truck magazine, and he was on a group, um, and I became friends with him, and like I consider him a brother. I consider him a brother, a best friend, you know, somebody that I could you know, talk to and tell my stories to, because he's a great person, 
he's a great you know family member he's a great friend and I hope that if he ever hears this Facebook and stuff and I hope that he you know I hope that he listens to my Facebook or if he doesn't you know whatever but I hope he's out there and I hope he's still kicking and living and having a good life because he's a great guy he's one of the best he's one of the best friends I've ever had I mean I know that we've probably drifted apart but the thing is is that you know <clears throat> he's still out there I hope and another friend of mine that you guys never really know about um, I have a friend of mine named Chance Putsky Chance Putsky and I we grew up together in a place called um, in a place in Fairfax Virginia on Gainesboro Drive and Chance Putsky is one of the greatest guys in the world I mean when I met him he was a little dark-haired boy who didn't play the Tennessee ragtop box he was basically one of the funniest guys I ever, like, he was one of the coolest and funniest guys I ever met, because there was something about him that he, that he did, he, like, he, uh, he, uh, he was just so open-minded about everything, and he had heart, he had balls, he wasn't afraid to put his heart on the sleeve. And he was one of the coolest guys in the world. And we left uh, Virginia when I was a kid. Um, we left Virginia when I was a kid. And we moved to North Dakota to be with my family, to be with my mom and dad's, my mom and dad's uh, relatives before they passed. So we left Virginia. And I, and I for some odd reason, um, just forgot about things I stopped thinking about things I was mad about things and then you know as a kid when you uh, have that telephone number that you remember in your life that is always there well you always remember your best friend's telephone number so I dialed in my friend's telephone number which I'm not going to tell you what it was on the air and I called his house and I left him a message and I called him back one day and I and I started talking to his I started talking to his mom, I think. And his mom was like, Is this Jack Craning? And I'm like, Yeah. And it's like and uh, I said and I and I said I said, I haven't talked to you guys for a long time. I miss you and I wanna be friends. But the funny thing is is I moved back to Virginia for a while. I came back to Virginia and I started working out at this boxing gym and this guy's name was Chance Putsky that I was sparring against and um, I couldn't do it I could not spar against him because I took the headset off or the headgear off and I said dude that's my brother I said that's my brother from another mother you know I said holy cow that's Chance freaking Putsky and as soon as that happened, we became friends again, and we found each other on social media and everything else. So, it tells you that you need to remember who your friends are. Yeah, you need to remember who your friends are, and you need to understand that they're there for you. Even if you don't remember them, but if you find out who they are, you always remember who your friend is. 
Um, so, since these podcasts only go about 60 minutes, and I'm about, and I'm a, into about 52 minutes right now of talking, I just want to finish off with a final thought because I'm actually going to go live tonight uh, with Chilling with Craning, and um, and I'm going to do it before the Wild play tonight at six. But anyway, I'm just going to let you guys know that this is my final thought. And my final thought is this. Always remember that your friends have your back. And if your friends have your back, and if you consider them family, not your friends, if you consider them family, they'll be there with you for life. You know, they'll be just like your next of kin. Yeah, they'll be just like your next of kin. You'll, you'll hate them. But then the next day, you love them again. And if you can have a friend that you have a relationship with that, then you've gone very, very far. Because that takes a lot. And that is a good relationship. And that's what it is. That's what the world needs. The world needs good relationships. So just remember, when you have that friend out there that you haven't talked to for a long time, just send them a message. Or send them a thing and say, hey, what's up? And see if they message you back. I mean, John Smith, I mean, he watched he watched one of the Chilling with Craning episodes last week. And he just was, and we rekindled and we talked. You know, and that was really cool. Um, but anyway, just remember that you have friends out there that love you and care about you. And are going to be there until the bitter end. So, in closing, in closing on my, on my Chilling with Craning episode, or my Chilling with Craning podcast, in closing, just remember, always keep those friends that love you, and always treat your friend like you want to be treated, because at the end of the day, you never know when you're going to need them, and you never know when you're going to want them to be there for you. So... Always go beast mode. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you're not good enough. But always remember your friends. Because they're the ones that are going to be there for you. They're the ones that are going to listen to you. And they're the ones that are going to love you. So, with that in mind, just have yourself a beautiful day. And keep on keeping on. And keep on trucking. Because I'll tell you right now, you can always be shit. Or you could always be the one doing the shits. You could always be happy. Or you could always be sad. Or you could always make people laugh. Or you could always make people cry. As long as you're happy. That's all that matters. Thanks again. Much love and respect. Jacksimus, out.